Blog Talk Radio. Telling you know and you get it on we show gotta get your rhythm radio this your call for hunter to get up get involved and get into it we about to do it so we want hunter chilling for come on and join we right here where we be and these islands from the sea you got to get involved so we make sure we take care of we community we're so glad that Hunter to join in one more again. This year the Queen quite head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that you're taking the time and thought of not robbery for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year Black History Month, where the best way for we hold upon we culture and thing like that, the V for pay homage to we elders and we ancestors and things. And how we do that, all oh, this year time is when we bring the fire for when we have for going higher. So we're so glad that all the Hunter chilling tune in so that we can let Hunter know what's going on now. What we need Hunter for do. So we glad that you took this your time and come on true for Yeti We Show where we get uplifting to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. Well, for keep we living in Island and things like that and rather us all true what Hunter Yeti about call the low country. We want Hunter chilling for get ready. Forget involved, get into it with all of we. 
So you know we got to do it. We have to solve. We want Hunter to join. We get involved. But we sponsor this your show, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. For Hunter children who want to join, we grind your honor to gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net. And become a member and join we. You can pay for your membership right there, gullahgeechee.biz. Or you going to want to join we when you yet more of what we go crack we teach about this evening as we peel back these layers of we story and show on about the living black history and how to keep them alive on this your course. But you know, you can't let these people just reassure who we be right here in this land of the Gullah Geechee. Thank you, thank you to all the hundred children who never just yet it and just want to jam with the late and the great Godfather Soul, the one, the only James Brown, who been from South Kakalaki, not Augusta, GA. Y'all be to try to do that, but it been for North Augusta, across the border, right here, where we be right here in South Kakalaki. Well, Hunter Chillin', we going to bring you on a lead journey. You know we going to start off the way we always do for this year. Show this year, the Queen, Quad Head, Pandavati, the Gullah Geechee Nation. And we ain't going to do things out of order. Everything with decency and order wrong, yeah, because that is how we raise up right here. So we going to take a moment of silence for all of we ancestors. This evening, I'm to dedicate this year program to all the Gullah Geechee business in Slaypon, Hexon, Rose Hill, Andersonville, and this your place now. Hold on, yet about calling Oindaw, South Kakalaki. Let me take a moment of silence.
Ashe. 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 Well, I'm so glad for the upon you and thing like that. Every one more again and thing like that. Crack me teeth with hundred children from Black History Month, which you know that are three hundred sixty-five, three hundred sixty-six a year, yeah, for me and thing like that. Ain't just a such a thing. Say we don't we until February for study this year thing. Need a rest October or day in the UK or none of that. We don't who we be every day. Well, look okay, here, I would have rather been to crack my teeth with some other rest of thing this evening, but something else done come up again. And he's chilling, he's chilling. Oh, he's cracking chilling. Let's try for dick up everything with the around you. So for make sure all the honor with the yet me here, or stand where to crack my teeth out, I'm going to speak this way for the majority of the broadcast because I need all my listeners around the world to realize that once again, in the midst of a critical time, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, that's enough to deal with. But in the midst of a critical time in North America, have an opportunity to celebrate, here we come again with one battle after the next. Situation in Hugey, South Carolina, that's underway. Some things are moving on that front. The Fusky Island, South Carolina, it's on hold. Haven't heard a word just yet. Here we go, Horry County, South Carolina, they just aren't going cracky. The whole of Horry County, South Carolina, looks like their town council is just open for this mining business, as if this is a new California gold rush. Now, I don't tell Hunter Tillin for now, see, the black gold we need for this, of course, the we, that who we be, the Gullagichi. Nobody needs to be digging other than digging into what is now a strategic operation from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida, along the coast. This proliferation of sand mines brought on by destructionment, where people really have long-term goals of building buildings around what they consider to be a water fixture, in and on the coast on sea islands, in areas called the low country. I've told you many times in this broadcast, we're called the low country, not because we're low, not because we're beneath anybody, but because we are technically, our land is technically below sea level. So in the midst of climate change, where we have something called sea level rise, tell me what logic is there to county after county, even considering sand mining along the Carolina, Georgia, Florida coast. The only logic is getting money and getting kickbacks that the townships or the counties figure they'll get from the charges that they put on the tons of sand removed saying how when the island had an illegal sand mining operation go on, that the county proved behind folks' backs under the cover of night behind some closed door, and people weren't aware of it until the trucks started moving. Where were they moving? To take the sand from St. Helena Island to Ladies Island to build up an area that constantly floods. Why? So Walmart could be built there. When people had stood up and said they did not want the Walmart. In Florida... People are coming in, digging what you call retention and detention ponds. Again, where does that sand go? It goes somewhere. 
it goes to another site. It gets hauled somewhere else. Someone makes money off of that. But, oh, oops, hmm, maritime forests make up the sea islands. So if people haven't already clear-cut those, guess what? The first load that goes out are the trees. So as you all saw, and you all will be seeing more coming up on Gullah Geechee TV, so if you're not already subscribed there, subscribe for free to G-U-L-L-A-H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot TV, Gullah dot TV. Subscribe there for free so you'll see the episode when it comes on. Many of you who follow the Gullah Nation on Facebook or you follow Gullah Sea Island Coalition on Facebook or you follow this show, Gullah Rhythm Radio, on Facebook or you follow us at Gullah on Twitter, you were well aware that we had to rush in to make sure we secured the location of a Gullah Geechee burial area down in northeastern Florida last year in the midst of the pandemic. Many of you saw the images and so on, but I got some things coming up on Gullah Geechee TV about that circumstance and that situation. Got that under control. Well, why did I mention Hughie? Why did I mention Defusky, why did I mention Horry County? I mentioned all those because they tied to now Owendaw, South Carolina. Yes, Owendaw, South Carolina. Okay? If you've been to Charleston County and if you travel the King's Highway, which is Highway 17, going northward, you would leave out of Charleston County heading up to Georgetown County, South Kakalaki. That's probably the only little bit of Owendaw you've seen. But for miles, 22 of them, you would actually see signs for the Francis Marion National Wildlife Refuge. Now, anyone who's an environmentalist like me, people who love the great outdoors, especially along these coastlines, you probably are like, oh, wow, look at the forest, look how nice it is. You know, you're like, great, this is good. So we thought. But we're going to peel back a little bit of layers right now about this. And y'all will realize why I couldn't just do my usual black history celebrations and then tell you more about the history of the Gullah Geechee of the past, the present, and going forward into the future. Tonight, we're going to take it from a different angle. It's still about Wena, this land and legacy. And why y'all constantly see us still having to raise more money, spend more time, have more petitions, have more energy out here about protecting Gullah Geechee land and legacy. Because the new rush is to harvest sand from out of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Each and every one of these sand mines, whether they were part of destruction plans for buildings immediately, if they were part of some company that claims that, oh, well, you know, we just bought this section because we're going to take out the trees, and then the next thing they want a permit to dig the sand out. All of this links. If they tell you it's a retention pond, a detention pond, all of this links to Gullah Geechee communities up and down this coast. Each and every time there is some sacred ground that's about to be disturbed, and then it disturbs our very souls and our spirits because I've told you over and over for decades, for we, the land that we family, the waterway that we bloodline, 
So when we go to talking about Cape Romaine, we talk about land and water immediately. We are not talking about any small parcel of land either. Okay? Cape Romaine is a national wildlife refuge that was founded back in the 1930s, okay? Now, the irony was that today, when I went to Cape Romaine's site, and many of you, again, if you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you've seen me actually going out and around Cape Romaine. You've seen me going all up to Sandy Island on the boat. You heard me talking with the folks who actually run the National Wildlife Refuges for the United States government. You've seen several times that I've been out there. Well, today I decided, let me go check out their website because I like to read things. Y'all know that on this show. I love literacy, and I promote literacy. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on the site, and I'm going to share something. There's a link on that site that is supposed to be under interesting facts called a rich history. When you click it, the link's broken. I took that as a sign because there's a link broken right now in the town of Owendo. Cape Romaine is 22 miles long, like I mentioned a little while longer, 66,306 acres. You got me? 66,000. 306 acres. That's why if you're traveling 17, you think you ain't going to never get out of where Cape Romaine signs are. You travel for a good little while. And you would never realize a lot of times that you didn't pass the town of Owendorf. They got a sign. But, ah, you know, no clowning. I, I love my people in Owendorf. But some people might say, well, did they have one horse in that town? I ain't quite sure. I've been there a few times. I ain't seen a horse yet. But Orndor and Cape Romaine are, as I always say about Gullah Geechee's to the land of the sea islands in this coast, they're inextricably tied. Although the town is its own township in the county of Charleston, in the state of South Carolina, Cape Romaine is federal, which means all of your dollars go into this. So anybody listening to my show right now who's ever come to support the National Wildlife Refuges, if you paid taxes in the United States at any point, if you think that environmental issues are important in the midst of sea level rise, while we fight for natural resource mechanisms to take climate action with, tell me, how appropriate is that you would think that 1,300, I didn't say 13, 1,300, 1,300 acres abutting a national wildlife refuge should become somebody's sandmine? Tell me the logic behind that. Now, this project was already denied certain permits, but there is a push by a company out of Atlanta, Georgia, that wants to get these permits. 
They want the town and court. They want the people robbed up. The population of Orndor is very small, and Orndor's folks have said they don't want a 1,300-acre sand mine in their community. Well, well, they contact Queen Quet finally. Now, there's only 1,200 residents, roughly, in Orndor. They only became a town in 1992, four years before we started the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Now, that's why if you said, I never heard of Orndor. Well, they've been there all the time, but they got incorporated in 1992. But let's pull back the layers as to why all these places and spaces, you might say, wow, these are some new names to me tonight. I never yet any of these things unless you live right around there. You might not have. Let me go back to why not. Right now, if you were to read anything online and you look for Ondar Sandmine, it's not going to say that. It's going to be called King Track. Okay? Yeah, interesting that the queen would be talking about king, right? Cotton is no longer king here. The tides have become king. So I guess these people with the so-called King Track don't recognize that, that we don't need a hole dug anywhere along that coast of low-lying area. That is also a place where birds come and nest. A lot of them are shorebirds that get protected. That's another topic. Let's keep pulling back these layers. You may be someone like me who does a lot of research. So as soon as I heard about the king track, I said that means nothing. I want to know what's the original plantation name for this parcel. Because I knew that's what it had been. If it's in Orndor, South Carolina, no way it wasn't one. And it was a it was a Carolina gold rice plantation area. And many people come here now wanting a nampon. Well, we didn't nampon anything like that. They didn't want to see what they didn't feel. We don't grow rice like that now here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. But that doesn't mean that the places where our ancestors dwelled and what they built up don't still show amidst the wooded areas of Cape Romaine. Because if you were to go off on little journeys like I have, you find the remnants or the ruins of the buildings they built. You find the dikes that they built. You find all these things. So here it is that I knew very quickly this was yet another layer that someone put over telling the story of my people. So let's go again. Establishing a National Wildlife Refuge in 1932, Great Depression era, golden the Gilded Age for some. If we are going to talk about that and we're talking about black history, we have to start to remember that was a trigger to the Great Migration period. People were trying to run from Jim Crow, who was turning around, jumping around, and dancing, and hanging, and killing, and murdering. So people left a lot of very small townships if they didn't own any land. And they went north many times, or they went to the biggest city in either direction. People who would have been enslaved on those particular plantations and what is now Orndor, many went to Charleston. South, the city, the peninsula, and thereabout to find work. Many went north to Georgetown, to the port city, 
found work, and some just kept on going. Did the great dog caught anything they could get on and went north and went to the city. Now, for those who remained, they have held on to a town that's tucked away. The only time that I've been, there's only been a couple of times that I was in Orndor and saw a lot of people, and that was the very first time I was ever asked to speak there to help prevent some other destruction from coming into that town. And there was a lot of concerns because the town was new, and they were concerned about some decisions about allowing destruction to sprawl up to their town from Mount Pleasant, South Carolina because Mount Pleasant was becoming the overflow area from all of the stuff sprawling up out of Charleston. became a, It's a major suburb of the city of Charleston. One might almost call it down to Mount Pleasant, because everything spilled over. It's like Bluffton and Hilton Head. Mount Pleasant is to Charleston as Bluffton is to Hilton Head, my fellow mathematicians and computer scientists and logic people out there. So... When we start the time I went back to Arndell was because when I went there the first time to speak, they told me they had the Blue Crab Festival. And I went back up. My brother and I, God bless you, they went back up there to that event. And that seems to be the major event where people who don't live in Arndell find out there's an Arndell. And they come, meet the local folks, eat the seafood, head back home. Well, other than that, like I say, you might think that people just live inside the National Wildlife Refuge, but they don't. So that's why if you wonder, well, how could anybody get ready to mine 1,300 acres because that part is not part of the Wildlife Refuge, but it's right next to it, and that part that's now being called King Track actually originally was three plantations. They were the Huggerman, Rose Hill, and Arndor, I mean Andersonville plantations in Arndor. They were three plantations back during chattel enslavement. So people who may be from that area, you might remember the name Andersonville because where this major plan to dig out 1,300 acres of sand is came known as Andersonville. So you might say, well, where in the world the name King come from? Because the Anderson folks sold to King, and King was after the turn of the century in the 1900s, so that's the most common name that people of this era remember. But let's go backward. Let's peel back another layer. Let's go prior to King, to Andersonville. Now, Andersonville out of those three that I mentioned, was the largest one out of them. It had approximately 917 acres that this man named James Anderson had that you can find on the 1840 census. Okay? So he was the person that had it and enslaved Africans on it during that time. Now, that's one thing about chattel enslavement. Because we, the black people, the African people, who are now called the Gullah Geechis, were property. So there's documentation, more often not, in the probate office in South Carolina. 
because these people would pass us down in their wills the same way they would pass down whatever they were growing. So if they had been growing Sea Island cotton, which these ones weren't, but Sea Island cotton, if they had been growing Carolina gold rice and they had mules and they had horses, they had buildings and they had other real estate, they would leave this stuff outlined in their wills and leave it to their children. So this first Anderson man and his wife Mary had two sons. These sons were listed as farmers. Now, y'all know doggone well <laughs> who was actually doing the farming in the 1800s in coastal South Carolina. All right. So now, here it is. When the mother dies, she has her will that got probated two years prior to big shooting thing when I saw. In it, she made sure to allot at least one enslaved African to each of her sons. Her sons were Bachelor and James, okay? Bachelor spelled B-A-T-C-H-E-L-L-E-R and James. But then she said that the rest of the estate was to be divided between three sons that she had. So that means the rest of the estate was everything else, including the rest of the enslaved Africans that they had and the houses and the various other agricultural tools and so forth that they had. Now, one document you look at tells you about just the one each, but then how can we do that? And later we find that it notes that when they actually did a tabulation on something that they call slave schedules, these listings of enslaved Africans, okay, where they tabulated who owned who, because remember they had to pay taxes per head for enslaving our ancestors. They noted that in 1860, James had 21 enslaved Africans, and his brother Bachelor had 17. Okay? So... 21 more than 1, 17 more than 1. Let me let me make it clear because nowadays folks ain't putting things together themselves. Let me be make it plain. So we know that there's some missing words. There's some missing layers. And that happens more often than not. That's why when I say there's a link broken, there's a literal link broken on the history part of the Cape Romaine right now and on their website. And there is a missing link even in the argument about allowing someone to dig up this 1,500 acres because there are significant things there that would tie back to the Gullah Geechee story of Arundel, of this amount of people. If we only take this 38 that I got documented sitting before me, I don't know if that included the other two, which would round it off to a clean 40 enslaved Africans. Those are still people that have a right to have their story told, have a right to have where they're buried, where their blood, sweat, and tears was poured out, where the placenta of their babies lie to be protected. 
that in and of itself is a layer often overlooked because if you were to look at the Cape Romaine designation from 1932, the importance was just as a area for wildlife, not as an area significant to the stories of people of African descent. It was established in 1932 as a migratory bird refuge. Well, while the birds were flying in, as I told you, in the Great Migration, many black folk were flying out, leaving. And the ones who stayed became acculturated in a way that makes many of them not feel comfortable with speaking out on an issue like this because they fear retribution. Trust me, been to the town, spoken in the town. They don't feel comfortable as people of African descent, as native Gullah Geechis, don't care who the mayor look like, that it would be safe if they spoke out against destruction projects because they feel like the people that are coming in own so much more financially than them that they could cause them harm in many ways, in many cases. So I have told you all more than one time on this show, I have no issue with that because I do what God calls me to do. So immediately when I got emailed over the weekend to say, Queen Quet, would you help us? My first thing was to take a breath. <sighs> okay. Where and what help my folks need now? And I was really surprised that the subject header on that email had said all and all because it's been decades since I got a call for help from all and all. Folks have a very quiet and peaceful southern country life in all and all. Go get their seafood, go to church, have nice community meetings. It's a very biracial community compared to many others on the coast that are predominantly Gullah Geechee or predominantly Kamyas and things like that. The town is a very peaceful one that feels nice and secure in the midst of all this natural area that's part of federal land, the National Wildlife Refuge. And yes, that's a key word, refuge. There's a song in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Know you have to run, have to run, run, run. No one have to run, you have to run, run, run. No one have to run to the city for refuge. No you have to run someday. Well, some of our people ran to cities for refuge, never returned home. Now those living in and about a National Wildlife Refuge are not having a place of refuge anymore. Now their lives are being disrupted. Why? Because somebody wants to make some money. It's the bottom line. So instead of digging for the truth of the story and celebrating the story of the historic legacy of the native Gullah Geechis that were there, that endured the hardships of all these plantations, and I just named you the three that we're dealing with here tonight, that have ended up being pushed into something called Andersonville, being pushed further to this thing now called King Track. We can't let this king rule. We can't let this king rule. 
So that's why I'm calling on all of you tonight like I was called on over the weekend to go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page or go to at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, all together, no underscores, no dashes, nothing, Gullah Geechee, all together on Twitter, or go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. You will see that we have shared a petition from change.org I need you to go to that petition and not just sit there and read it. It is called Stop King Track Mine in Owendaw. Owendaw, A-W-E-N-D-A-W. Some of you are just Googling it to just straight out. It's Stop King Track Mine in Owendaw. A-W-E-N-D-A-W is how you spell Owendaw. Go to that petition. Sign it, please, and then share it as much as you possibly can. We have two days left before the town council of Arndor gets ready to hear more about this. I was sent a notification that they are going to take comments from residents and other concerned parties until February the 17th. On March the 1st, they intend to have a closed-door meeting without the public there, but they are going to allow the King Track LLC to be in the room with them. That does not make sense. If the folks who are petitioning to have a sand mine can be in the room with the very people who have the ability to allow or not allow the permit, then the public should be there to hear what these people who were elected to represent them have to say to a private set of owners. So we're looking to do an intervention in regard to that February 17th meeting because this permit, like the one on Defusky Island, like the one for Bay Point or for St. Helena Island, these were denied. Permit had previously been put forth to the town. It was denied. The King Track LLC out of Atlanta, Georgia, has numerous violations for discharging acid water which not only threatens the ecosystem of Cape Romaine Refuge, but it damages the water quality and thereby the quality of life for anybody in Orndor. And what do you think? You think that water doesn't flow in both directions that I mentioned earlier, toward Georgetown and back toward Charleston? So you're talking about harming the ecological balance of the entire Gullah Geechee Nation. We be one. We are connected. This is one coast. Water doesn't decide state boundaries, town boundaries, county boundaries, or I ain't supposed to leave on, though. It doesn't work like that. That's not how God set it up. We are already battling ocean acidification as an aspect of climate degradation issues associated with climate change, so with environmental degradation associated with climate change. So how in the world do we need someone to actually dump acid water 
into any of our bodies of water here near a national wildlife refuge that all of us who pay federal, our money goes into sustaining. That's why I fight for these federal lands. You all have seen me do it over generations already now. And on that note, for those of you who listen in on Wednesdays, you come and attend live to Zooming in on sustainability at 3 o'clock on Wednesdays. This coming Wednesday, I'm going to have two people who have gone around the country with me fighting to sustain national lands, public lands, to keep them pristine and open to the public, but telling the whole story of all of us whose lands they belong to, the indigenous Americans, the Africans, not just Anglo males that did something here, there, the other, like this crap about these two brothers were farmers. But then later, here's the Africans. So who was doing the farming? So here it is that I'm going to have Frank and Audrey Peterman of Diverse Environmental Leaders on my show this coming Wednesday at 3 p.m., zooming in on sustainability. If you want the link to come into the session live, go to GullahGeecheeNation.com. GullahGeecheeNation.com, and again, Gullah is spelled G-U-L-L-A-H, Geechee is spelled G-E-E-C-H-E-E, ain't in no I and Geechee if it a we. GullahGeecheeNation.com, and you can go ahead, you'll see the Zoom link there, you'll see what passcode you need, and we always rebroadcast those shows on GullahGeechee.tv. You can go to GullahGeechee.tv and subscribe for free. This show is going to be critical this week to talking about the healing power of the great outdoors. This is our opportunity to help the great outdoors heal. Please, if you do nothing else today, sign this petition.org, stop King Track Mine and Arndall, sign that petition. If somehow you end up saying, Queen, I can't find it, email me, G-U-L-L-G-E-E, C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. That's our email address to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, who is standing up along with the Coastal Conservation League That's and the South Carolina Environmental Law Project, which are all part of the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank, and the citizens of Owendor, South Kakalaki, who already fought this down, got their town to deny this permit previously because of these other violations. But what did these folks do? The King Track LLC did what these jokers are doing with Bay Point, did what these jokers are doing with the Fusky and Buford County. These folks turned around and took the town of Owendor to court because the town ship said we can't allow this destruction meant. So why in the world would that same township want to have a private meeting with these people? You're going to ask for public comment until February the 17th, but then you're going to have a closed-door meeting with them? That's unacceptable. But this is our chance to have our voices heard in or out of that room. And I know you'll say, oh, the pandemic, you think it's because of that? No, because whether we had a pandemic or not, towns and counties and these county councils and these town councils often get swayed in those closed-door meetings with the destruction there's when they bring an attorney in. 
we ain't going to talk about what envelopes get dropped on the floor tonight. So now, here it is that there's a 2009 agreement that says that that King track had to have a DHEC permit before coming to the town for the final approval. There's a currently a judicial review on a DHEC permit, but yet the town of Orndor is talking about meeting with them privately and then possibly having another meeting March 1st. How are you going to have a meeting March 1st if you haven't seen what the judicial review of the DHEC permit is? So these are all a lot of things that are layered in these things that to some people you think nothing of it, you think it's nebulous, you think, oh, no big deal, oh, people got to build stuff, they need sand for it or whatever. No, but if someone was digging out a big giant hole in your backyard, I guarantee you that you were not going to feel comfortable with that and you were not going to sit back and say, okay, so right now, before I got on the air, we were just under 500 signatures on stopping the King Track Mine. Yesterday, when I got this petition, we hadn't reached 100 yet. So y'all come on, blow the roof off this petition tonight. Let's get past 500. Let's get to a minimum of 1,000. In fact, Let's get to a minimum of 1,200 signatures by tomorrow this time, and then let's double that up. Because as I told you, the town of Orndor says on, online there's 1,200 residents. So let's join up. Let's team up with the residents. Let's get them some more numbers in here. So let's go on and get this petition to at least 2,400 signatures by Wednesday of this week. So I need you to sign at change.org to stop King Track Mine and Orndor. I need you to tweet it. I need you to post it. I need you to blog it. I need you to share it. I need you to get it out to media locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. Tell them to stop mining out the sand on Gullah Geechee land. There's Gullah Geechee communities I've mentioned from the beginning of this show on the way through that we're all dealing with this issue simultaneously in the midst of a pandemic. Tell me that's not strategic. And all these companies that they keep telling me about, ain't none of them here. Their base offices are elsewhere. So who will be left with the hole when it's all over? And not just the hole in the ground, the hole in our hearts, the hole in our spirits, because someone dug out what we call family. So I'm going to open up the phone lines in case anybody want to call in, especially anybody from Orndor, if y'all want to call in and, and voice your concerns about this matter. The number is 347-324-3903, 347 Yes, I'd be happy for Hunter Chillin' Crack Your Teeth with me. Again, 347 347- Three two four thirty nine oh three. If you want to chat with me, and in the meantime, um, let me just give out some more info. Please make sure that you continue to support the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can send in donations via Cash App to dollar sign Gullah Geechee Nation. 
dollar sign, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. You can go to GoFundMe and look for the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund, and you can contribute there. We thank everyone who's already helped us to reach the 45K mark on that particular campaign that's on GoFundMe, but our ultimate goal on GoFundMe is 300000 So we're trying to get to 50000 before this month is over. So please, again, go to GoFundMe. Look for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. We'll be tweeting it again as well. So if you follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, we're also at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and you'll be able to keep up with the postings. Also, I want to say thank you, thank you to all the hundred who chilling who did out there for Black History Month and offer us Gullah Geechee History Hunt because we get your emails every day to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, and this is being sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We're giving away $1,000 cash to the winner, somebody got to get over 21 of those answers for our entire Gullah Geechee history hunt to win that kind of cash, though. And so I see a few folks, they're hanging in there because they tag us every day at Gullah Geechee. And if you want to support the ongoing work that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition does to help protect our land and our legacy, membership is open to anybody anywhere in the world. Go to gullahgeechee.net and learn more about the organization and our work to protect the human rights, the land rights, and the water rights of Gullah Geechee's. And you can become a member online. You can pay for it at gullahgeechee.biz. And I want to say thank you, thank you to all the hundred children who've been going there all weekend and things like that. We have plenty of orders already packed up. Call ourselves going to the post office today. That show you how Gullah Geechee we are. We didn't even realize that it was a United States holiday until we got there and realized the post office been closed. It's a time in it. Okay, then. So, yes, yeah, so definitely. We It was okay, though, because it's divine order, because we got back in to find many more orders, people becoming members, people purchasing our official flag of the Gullah Geechee Nation. There's only one flag for the Gullah Geechee Nation. It says, we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. And you see that there's a circle surrounding a tree. That tree is human bodies intertwined, inextricably tied to and rooted to this land. And as we say, the water to bring we the water going to take we back. So we have to protect our land and waterways no matter where they are, whether it's Horry County, whether it's Hugey, South Carolina, whether it's Orndor, South Carolina, whether it's the Fusky Island, South Carolina, whether it's Bay Point, South Carolina, whether it's down in O'Neill and Uly, Nassville, Florida, we have to protect our land, our sea, our waterways, and that's how we continue to hold on to our legacy because we can live on this land. We had one disappointment that happened because the meeting tree that was also in Charleston County, they just cut that down the other day. Why? For a highway to come through. The folks in Phillips still having to contend with potentially a highway coming through. So as we get more updates on those things, we'll, we'll inform you. But I do want to update you and let you know that one of our waterway battles is successful. We won and stopping the seismic gun testing, that that was stopped at a federal level. Again, judicial merit to it. These folks always take you to court, but it's about the will to win. We won, and then 
We say thank you, thank you to U.S. President Biden because he came in and did what he said he was going to do on the first day, did the executive order to stop the offshore drilling. Many of you listening to the show have helped us. You've signed petitions. You've come out to protest for years when this issue came up the first time. Then it came back. So now y'all can settle your nerves and rest assured we don't have that to contend with right now. But we sure do have to put the same kind of stop to this mining. And they tell Hunter Chiller, mind your business. Well, listen, we want business, yeah. Okay. And just for Kip Roman, I glad if for Kip Roman and thing like that, Eddie. But we did it too. We saw we people did it. People grabbing thing on it. People got it tongue it. People like to see did it. And all and all, whether Hunter Chiller you at the bottom of the now or not. But now, Hunter know better. So I have to do better. So you know now about on Dar South Carolina. So let's do better by it. Let's do better by our townships, our counties, our states, our in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Do better, and let's heal the earth together. You might think signing the petition is no big deal, but believe me it is. Believe me it is, especially in the midst of the pandemic, when people are strategically still trying to push forward agendas to capitalize on communities and lead to destructionment in their wake go somewhere else and do it all over again, while so many of us are fighting to hold on to, conserve, protect our environment and continue our culture. Gullah Geechee culture doesn't thrive or survive without our seafood. So if you have acid going into the water, you're killing the living shorelines. You're killing the working waterfronts. You're killing the seafood industry. And as a founding member and secretary of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, you know against all of that. The water to us is sacred. And the sooner we get others to recognize that, the better. So I say to you, when you're out here in the National Wildlife Refuge, you're on so-called federal land, public land, there are layers of stories you're walking over. Many times all you need to do is sit under a sacred tree and be still. And Hunter, my yeti son, the ancestors, they crack your teeth with Hunter for sure. But let them know what's done going on there and what's going on now. They're trifling. So Hunter, chillin'. If you stuck the ancestors and things like that, Eddie, do a right by him, yeah? We're living in balance with one another. And I mean all the living creatures and things. Give them chance. Everything about money. Everything is not about a dollar. Everything is not about a dollar. So we have to stand together and unite against this type of environmental degradation and exploitation. So if they can try to go after 1,300 acres of land to dig out the sand, I definitely can go after 1,300 folks that's going to sign this petition tonight in 24 hours. I want to check back and see that that petition has surpassed the 1,200, surpassed the number of the population of Owendo. So, again, I call on you to go to change.org and sign the Stop the King Track Mining on door petition and make sure to stay in touch with us. Follow Gullah TV. Follow this show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on blogtalkradio.com. You do it all for free. 
And definitely follow me at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, and GullahGeecheeNation.com. Follow our blog because I'm going to be doing an entire story, including this episode will be part of it on this track. So you've heard me talk about it, but I'm going to be writing about it, going to see that, and so that as long as you sign up there, follow that blog for free, GullahGeecheeNation.com, you'll not only know about this, but the many other issues I brought up on the show and how they're progressing and how we're winning. I ain't fought one of these cases that we lost yet. I wasn't involved with the tree. Y'all know what we did for the antelope. So definitely this ain't no joke. And you know who this shall be. This shall the queen quit head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I want you to know that every day is a day to celebrate black history and keep digging beneath the layers of it. Because many times these places were designated during a time when the black people's story wasn't of value to anybody in America that had the political power to establish these federal areas. So now the layers are getting dug up because of these destruction projects. But there's always a time for everything. And if this is when God divinely timed it for the truth to be told, I'm one of the truth tellers ready. To share it. So please stand with me and protect yet another Gullah Geechee community. Arndaw, South Kakalaki, we love you. And you know we can stand with all the hundred children. The truth can stand where everything else falls. So thank you, thank you one more again, y'all, for spending this part of Black History Month with me. We could be right back here next Monday for true. And I hope you'll tune in to We Show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio and hope to see plenty of hunter chilling with we coming up Wednesday at 3 for zooming in on sustainability and how the great outdoors can heal we, especially hunter chilling in the black community. Peace, love, blessings, healing, and safety.